Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Life Simply Better. I'm Zoe Galitzis and I coach busy working moms on how to create a simpler, more relaxed life. Today we are going to talk about finding time for your purpose. And I hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to February. It is the heart of winter in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I live. And I hope as you're listening to this, you are have your heated seats on on your commute or you're somewhere wrapped up cozy and warm listening to this because this is such a great topic and I'm excited to talk about it. So last week, if you haven't heard episode 21, episode 21 was all about finding your purpose. And so make sure to check that out if you haven't heard it yet because it really goes along with this episode. Now, assuming you've listened to that episode and you're all psyched about um, doing what you want to do as your purpose and being willing to learn as you go and taking good care of yourself in that process, which are all the things we talked about last week, now it's time to talk about finding time for it. Because this podcast is for busy working moms, I realize that it's not enough just to talk about how to know what your purpose is. We also have to talk about how the heck are we going to find time for it? How are we going to find time to do our purpose without feeling like it's taking time away from our families or taking time away from work? And what are effective strategies for that? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think we'll just dive right in with talking about taking time away from family first. Because I think that is a big concern we have. I know that was a big concern for me with doing more coaching was feeling very worried that I was going to become a terrible mother if I was coaching because it would take too much time away from my family. And now I don't want to just repeat episode 19, Working Mom Guilt, here. Um, I would recommend if you haven't heard episode 19 yet, you go and listen to that because that's going to talk a lot about this idea of taking time away from family and from work and feeling guilty about that. And in that episode, I talk about the fact that it is not about time. We think it's about time. It really isn't. And so check that episode out if you haven't yet. I'm going to talk about a few additional concepts here. And so the fact is, right, you don't need to spend a lot of time with your kids to be a good mom. Now, you might hear that and kind of scrunch up a little bit. That might make you a little uncomfortable to hear, but it's true. It is not about the time. It's about the connection that you create and that you feel with your children. And ultimately, remember, what makes you a good mom is just your opinion of whether you are a good mom or not. It is a subjective determination that we make, and you can just decide to believe that you're a good mom. And I guarantee you, once you decide that, you will show up as a good mom. Now, the other thing is also to realize that with doing your purpose, you don't need to spend a lot of time on your purpose to meet it. So you don't need to spend a ton of time with your kids to be a good mom. You don't need to spend a ton of time on your purpose to do that. So really, we're all good. I promise you, you have enough time for all of this. And 
I want to also talk about how doing your purpose makes you an even better mom. Because when you do your purpose, you become more of who you are. It fuels you and it gives you energy that you then pass on to your kids, that you show up with that additional energy when you're parenting. And this is a concept that I call service from surplus, service from surplus. I hope to do an entire episode about that at some point, but basically it's the concept that instead of thinking about your energy as this pie that you cut up and you carve out and you give some energy to your family and you give some energy to work, and then you give some energy maybe to your partner, and then you're just kind of plumb out of energy. Instead of thinking about your energy as a pie, I want you to think about your energy as a bar that can go infinitely high. And the way we stack up that energy and the way we fuel that bar and make it higher is by first taking care of ourselves, doing things that fuel us and give us energy. And that in turn, creates even more energy for us to serve others. So that's the idea of surplus service from surplus. You take such good care of yourself. And part of that self-care is doing your purpose, is doing that thing that you want to do just for yourself. You do that for yourself. And that gives you extra energy to give to everyone else because that fuels you. So I want to ask you this question now with that in mind. What if you become a better mom by spending less time with your kids? How could that be? Well, I think that when you take some time to spend just for you, for self-care and What we're talking about today, spending some time just for your purpose, that thing you just want to do for yourself, that the time you spend with your family, then your kids are actually getting more mom, quote unquote, because they are spending time with a version of you that is even more who you are. Doing your purpose evolves you to the next version of yourself. And I think in some ways... When you don't do your purpose because you say, I really want to devote myself to my family, what can happen sometimes is that we don't allow ourselves the space to truly become who we are. And in that sense, the relationship that we have with our family is limited because they never get to experience that full version of yourself. Now, of course, I am not saying that um, you you have to have time that you spend doing on your purpose. You really need to decide that for yourself. I think there are plenty of situations where you may genuinely really want to be focused on your family, and I'm not telling you not to do that. But I just want you to question the idea that when you do something for yourself, that you're taking things away from your family. I don't think that's true. I think when you fuel yourself through self-care, through pursuing your purpose, you grow as a person and you show up even more for your family. I think it's a total win-win. So also, as you're taking this time, don't cut out self-care time. 
So you're going to have time with your family. You're going to have time spending doing your purpose. Me recording this podcast right now would be an example of that. But I also have time that I take away from my family, so to speak, to take care of myself. I'm not scheduling myself 24-7 back-to-back going straight from having fun with the kids to recording a podcast and writing a web page. I also have time in there that is just for me, just to totally veg and relax. And that time is important too. And I talked about that at the end of episode 21 when I talked about hidden burnout. So make sure you're saving time for self-care as well. All right. So hopefully that clears up this misconception that if you spend time on your purpose, you are taking time away from your family. The other thing that I think we worry about is taking time away from work. We feel like, and I think we often make it this very dualistic view. We think either I stay in my corporate job and I don't have any time to pursue my dreams, or I totally quit my corporate job and do some completely new career. And we see that as our two options. And often we stay in our corporate job and we sit there kind of pining and yearning for this other life and this other career. I think there's a better approach. And again, you might decide to do that. That might be exactly what you want to do right now. But in my experience, I've stayed in my corporate job. I work full-time at a large consulting firm in a leadership and consulting capacity. And I have not found that to be a barrier to finding time for my purpose. And there's a couple of reasons for that. And I want to share those now. First of all, I want you to consider that you could combine your corporate work with your purpose. And I have, as an example, done some coaching at work. That's something I really enjoy. That's not something that someone came up and asked me to do. No one came up and said, hey, Zoe, will you spend some of your time at work life coaching? And so it wasn't there as a ready-to-go opportunity, but it's something I asked for. And I'm really glad I did that because I love doing it. And I really think I've created something at work that is meaningful and significant that has helped other people and helped my colleagues and therefore, I think, contributed real value to the business. And so think about how you might combine your corporate work and what your purpose is. You might be surprised by the answer and then realize you have to have the courage and the conviction to ask to do that at work. You can't expect it to just be a job opening waiting for you to apply for it. You have to ask for what you want. And I did, I think in December of 2018, a whole episode on asking for what you want. So go check that out if you haven't heard that one yet. The other thing I want to talk about is it's not what you do, it's who you are. When we think about our purpose, we automatically go to this place of describing what it looks like on the outside. What kind of job is it? What am I doing? Who am I with? That's what we think of as our purpose. But I believe that your purpose is not what you do, it's who you are. And so again, if we take coaching as an example, I don't think it's just the time that I'm spending coaching at work where I'm able to do my purpose at work. 
I think I can show up as a coach even when I'm not coaching. And coaching for me is a lot about holding space for my clients. It's about uh, loving my clients, about being in a place of non-judgment and curiosity. And those are things that I can adopt at any time during my workday. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm sitting in a status meeting and I ask someone, why are you choosing to think that about the status update they're giving? It doesn't mean I physically start coaching them. It just means that internally I have the same experience and kind of the same mental and emotional state. That is what I love so much about being in that coaching space. And I will say this is one of my hardest tasks. I actually think it's a lot harder for me to cultivate that level of awareness and openness and and compassion in a status meeting than it is for me in a coaching session. But you know what? That is so good. That is such a good way for me to grow because it is challenging. And that is one of my favorite things to do to go to work on days even when I'm not coaching anyone And just think about showing up as a coach and having that same internal experience. That is what draws me to coaching. And so with this concept of taking time away from work, I want you to also think about being willing to work a little bit less at your corporate job to have time to do your purpose outside of work. So the last couple tips we talked about were really about when you're at work, when you're at your corporate job, how you can still show up in your purpose, how you can still combine some of the um, some of the things that you want to be doing with your purpose. You can do those at work. But I also want you to know that it's okay to work a little bit less at your corporate job and spend some more time on your purpose. And this is similar to what I talked about at the beginning of the episode with taking time away from family. I want you to ask yourself this question. What if my contribution at work, meaning at your corporate job, increases by taking time away from it? Again, that sounds like a paradox. That sounds contradictory. How can my contribution increase if I'm spending less time there? But again, I will tell you, the work that I have done with pursuing a coaching practice outside of my corporate job, meaning this podcast, the certification program that I'm doing, the coaching that I'm doing outside of work, have been huge in my development. I have grown so much from that, and I know I absolutely absolutely show up differently at work for having done that. I think that I make a greater contribution at work, hands down, having had this experience. I think that I do better as a leader. I think I have a clear head through the the coaching that I do on myself. I think that I have improved my presentation and speaking skills from doing the podcast. The list goes on of ways that I think that taking this time quote unquote, away from work to pursue coaching outside of that has improved the contribution that I'm able to make at my corporate job. And so again, it doesn't have to be either or, there can be a win-win situation there. The last thing that I want to talk about today is strategy. So we've talked through the fact that it's not about time. 
and that you can take some time away from your family. You can take some time away from your nine to five and still uh, have that time to work towards your purpose. Now, let's be real for a second. It's not, you're not going to have eight hours a day to spend on this. Again, unless you decide that you are going to change careers, which might be a valid option for you. But assuming that you're sticking with your current career and you're, you're not, you know, leaving your family to go join a convent on a remote island uh, and meditate all day, you are going to have still a lot of other commitments that you're choosing to make with your time outside of strictly working on your purpose. And so I want to talk about the strategy for doing something that's really important to you when you're maybe not having a lot of hours in the day to work on it. And my best motto here is don't quit, just slow down. You can accomplish so much in a short amount of time if you're just willing to keep going with it. And there are studies that have been done that show we overestimate what we can get done in the short term and underestimate what we can get done in the long term. And so what happens is we have this idea that we're really excited about that we want to pursue and we plan out what we want to do and we get into it and it becomes really discouraging because we realize everything takes longer than we expected it to take. And so then we quit because we think, I just don't have time for this right now. But what we could do instead of quitting is just be willing to let it be a little bit slower than we thought it would be. Because again, we have that tendency as humans to overestimate what we can get done in the short term. Things always take longer than we think they're going to. Think about uh, your experience on projects at work. I have worked on a lot of system implementations in my job, and I guarantee you they're always way more complicated and they always take a lot more time than we think they will. But we have a deliverable that we've committed to a client to get to them, so we still do the work. We still stick with it and get it done. And I'm sure if that was something that I had just been doing on my own time, I would have looked at it and just given up and thought, this is impossible. This will never get done. I just don't have enough time. But when you stick with it, and again, that's about honoring a commitment to yourself, making that commitment to yourself and honoring it, you can get so much done over the long term. So think about the idea when you're tempted to quit, when you're feeling like you just don't have enough time, ask yourself, can I just do this more slowly? Can I just lower the expectations that I have of myself in terms of how quickly this happens, but keep at it? And I think that is one of the best strategies you can take when your time is limited. And really, just taking that pressure off of yourself, slowing down and enjoying the process is going to make uh, working on your purpose much more authentic and enjoyable and ultimately, I think, produce a better result. There is something that my coach, Brooke Castillo, talks about called B-minus work, which is the idea that instead of trying to get everything to an A grade that you're doing, you do it up to the point, you get it done to the point that it's at a B-minus, and then you 
just say you're done with it and move on to the next thing. And I will tell you, as someone who had a very high GPA in college and um, has always prided herself on doing really excellent work, this was so uncomfortable to me to just do something kind of 80% of the way and then stop and move on. And I will tell you, that is one of the best decisions I made. I apply this not just with my coaching, but with um, things that I do at work. And I found that I have such high standards that for me, what feels like 80% or B minus is still to most people like a really good job. And I've been pleasantly surprised. I think I contribute so much more by just taking the pressure off and lowering my expectations a little bit, not being a total perfectionist about everything. Um, that's been a great help to me also in dealing with limited time. And so that's better than not doing anything because you're scared that you don't have enough time to do it well. That's what happens to us. We hold ourselves to that A standard and then we're scared that we don't have enough time to get it to that A standard. So then we don't do it at all. Like think about what you could be creating if you were just willing to do that first 80%, which is usually the fastest, easiest part and put something out in the world. And I want you to realize too that often when you're feeling rushed, when you feel like you want it to happen faster or you're feeling like it needs to be perfect, usually those impulses are because we are trying to accomplish that uh, goal and that perfection so that we can feel better. We want it to be done and we want it to be perfect because we think having it done and perfect will make us feel a certain way, will make us happier. I want you to remember that's not how it works. That result will not make you feel differently. And this is a good point to make at the end of all of this. Doing your purpose will not make you happier. What? That is so crazy to think about, right? But our feelings, our feeling of happiness does not come from our results, Your feeling of happiness does not come from putting your purpose out in the world. Your feeling of happiness comes from your thoughts. When you are thinking thoughts that make you happy, that is when you feel happy. And that happiness is actually what will fuel your action or determination or commitment or whatever feeling you want to put in there. So when we're trying to just rush through things to try to get that result, you have to take a step back and remember the result is not what will create your happiness. Take a look at the thoughts that you're having right now in the present moment. Those are what are leading to your discomfort and those are what you want to examine and realize that you have the option to change right away without having to create that result, without having to wait for it. You can change those thoughts. You can choose different thoughts and you can feel differently in the current moment. And then the result becomes just this kind of fun bonus, not something that you need to get in order to be happy. So if you feel yourself rushing or you feel yourself having this really strong need for perfection, take a look at why you feel that way and what are the thoughts underneath that. Work on those thoughts instead of pressuring yourself to get a result. So let's recap what we talked about in finding time for your purpose. 
First, we talked about the idea of taking time away from your family. We talked about the idea that there's plenty of time for family and for work and that spending some time on your purpose on something you want to do just for yourself can actually increase your contribution as a parent and as a leader at work. And then we talked about strategy. We talked about the idea of not quitting, just slowing down. If you're willing to have it go slowly and have it not be perfect, but keep with it, stick with it, you will get so much done. You will be amazed at what you can get done over that long haul. And so I encourage you to start small, start taking that first step, not worry about the guilt of taking time away from other things, realize it will fuel you, and be amazed at what you create. Again, I don't think that we have to wait for retirement or for a second career or for our kids to be grown up and out of the house to do this work to pursue our purpose. And I encourage all of you to take these tips and apply them in your own life. Apply them to what you really want to be doing. I think it can be a wonderful experience and is something that, again, is accessible to you at any time. If you are interested in more information, feel free to email me at zoe, Z-O-E, at lifesimplybetter.com. And we will be back next week with another episode. Until then, have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon.